You're listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I am your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. None of the information provided in this podcast is intended to nor sufficient to diagnose your personal medical issue, but there is a lot to learn, so let's start the show. Welcome back. Uh, Essence Fest wrapped up. If you listened last week, you might have heard me mention that Essence Fest did a wellness house for the first time this year, the 25th year of Essence Fest. And I was one of the lucky people who got in very early, obtaining tickets to the two-day programming, um, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to recap the things that we did and talked about this weekend, and because it was so packed, I'm going to jump right in. There was nothing like the energy of being surrounded by sisters, just women who I don't have to explain myself to. I don't feel like it's not okay for me to be taking up space. Um, I don't even have the words, you all, but I met some fabulous ladies. Saturday morning, I started with trap yoga and Um, (laughs) I've never done anything like this before. I've been practicing yoga for over a year, but, um, I've always thought she's really cute and has really good energy and I wanted to do her class. The class was amazing. It was full of affirmations. It was fun. It was challenging, but I personally was having so much fun that I wasn't thinking about how hard I was working, um, We were incorporating twerking and dancing into the asanas, um, and it was just lovely. We ended the class in corpse pose, and one of the things that Trap Yoga Bay said was, um, we only get up off our mat with what we choose to get up with. And that just resonated so deeply with me. Uh, I have a lot of roles. Um, I do a lot of things, and sometimes that translates into excess worry, but just realizing laying there like, okay, I can leave it all on the mat, and when I get up, I'm good. Then I went to the Healthy Heart Doc Talk uh, with Dr. Columbus Batiste. I hope I'm saying that right. He was so phenomenal, you guys. He has a documentary coming out called Slave Food. I did not get to go to his talk about that, uh, but I did do his heart disease talk, and he talked about stress being the number one cause of heart disease. He talked uh, about broken heart syndrome or stress-induced cardiomyopathy, um, which is basically where your heart becomes weak due to stress. Um, He talked about racism being a unique stressor for African-American women. And I should insert that Essence Fest is a black girl party. Yes, there were men there. There were were men in almost every space, but it's really like a women's (laughs) paradise. (laughs) So uh, if you hear me talking a lot about black women during this episode, it's because that we were centered at Essence Fest. Um, And if that makes you upset or... um, If you don't like hearing that, please consider the fact that black women are never centered. Um, We typically 
have to do everything on the outskirts with somebody else uh, being the center of the focus, the attention, the support, uh, the affirmations. And we're on the outskirts trying to take what we can get. But at Essence Fest, it was really all about us and it felt really good. So if that is something that's upsetting for you to hear, I just encourage you to sit with that and ask yourself um, maybe what it would be like if you were never centered, if no one ever spoke directly to you, but spoke to everyone else, and you had to glean from what you overheard and from what you saw and make do with that as prescriptive uh, advice or, or medicine or, or just culture for yourself. Um, consider that. So anyway, uh, it was amazing. He, he was talking about black women and stress. And the thing that I really took away from his talk was nutritional stress. He talked about the fact that there's too many disease-forming foods that we intake and not enough health-promoting foods. He is an advocate of a whole food, plant-based diet. That's Dr. Columbus Batiste. Uh, he talked about meats. He said some things that some of us, and I'm pointing to myself right now, didn't want to hear. I'm not a big red meat eater, uh, but I love fish and seafood a lot. <laughs> um and he basically talked about some recent studies, and I'll have to look into them, um, saying that any meat was equally um, inflammatory in our body. And I'm just quoting him. I'm not saying this from my own research, but I do invite you to look into that if that's of interest to you. I went to Dr. Joy Harden Bradford's talk about identifying toxic relationships. If you don't know who she is, she has a podcast called Therapy for Black Girls. My biggest takeaways from her talk were... Number one, you deserve healthy relationships. Number two, you have the right to protect your peace. And three, the people who are most invested in you not having boundaries are the ones who are going to push back the hardest. Um, and there was lots of snapping, snapping in the room when she was talking because her talk was just so on point, you guys. Um, so check her out. We... Um, got into a discussion in her class about um, parent-child relationships. I actually posed the question myself um, as a parent, how do we encourage or inspire our children to be gracious towards us as we're trying to do better? I come from the, I'm mama, and I said it, and that's it. Um, generation and that's the way things were in my house growing up um and my mom was my mom was and is wonderful it was just a different time and children weren't asked how you feel um we weren't asked how we felt about really anything or or, or given an opportunity to physically express through body language or tone of voice that we had any issue with anything that our parents were saying and so I definitely have some of that um, that has trickled down and I find myself in patterns with my own children where um, I feel disrespected um, 
when they express displeasure with things that I say or do. And I've really been working hard as an individual, as a mother, to say um, they deserve respect too, and I need to respect their feelings and their positions and their opinions just as much as they respect mine because they are full people. Um, And her advice was that it is not my children's job to catch me or to, they, they don't have to hold space for me. I can only control myself and I need to catch myself and get in the habit of apologizing and asking for their grace, but dealing with um, the outcome, whether they decide to extend that grace or not. Um, but she did a great talk on toxic relationships. We have no control over how people react to our boundary setting. And she um, recommended a book called Surviving Mama. Uh, for There was uh, tears in the room. There were a lot of women who had um, strained relationships with mothers in particular, and so she, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, um, recommended Surviving Mama. Someone asked the question, how do you manage when people make you feel guilty for having boundaries? And Dr. Joy's um, response was, we are in control of our emotions. No one can make us feel guilty. Feelings will pass if we let them. We have a tendency when we get uncomfortable to act, but if we sit with the discomfort and examine it, it will pass. Uh, I thought that was absolutely wonderful. Um, Just so, so, so great. Uh, Let's see who else. We talked about stress at work, and the speaker was Dr. Tammy Lewis Wilborn. Wow, what a speaker. She talked about stress at work and the fact that no job is worth our health, uh, that we need to be anchored in who we are, that we need to be aware of how we are seen, but we need to be anchored in who we are. She, boy, she says, mental health is physical health. Physical health is mental health. Food is mood. Food is medicine. And then she's so cute. She said, turn down for what? Because you need to go to bed. I went to a class called Finding Your Why. That was with Faith Hunter, Christina Rice, and Pinky. Christina Rice is the founder of Omnor. She does um, wellness retreats for women of color. And Pinky is the uh, founder of Slutty Vegan, which I got to finally experience eating without the ridiculous lines that you guys talk about. Her why was to help people reimagine food. Um, Great, great talk with them. They all shared very personal stories of how they left the business world or the eight to five world to follow their own passion. And my takeaway from that is that your why is in you. Um, And all of those women were just so, so radiant, you all. So radiant and so beautiful. On um, Fitness as a Family with Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker. And their, uh, Boris's brother and his sister-in-law. And I don't know why I don't have notes, but maybe it's because... I could not stop staring at Nicole Ari Parker. Um, 
my daughter makes fun of me because I start to cry when I talk about things that I really resonate with or really feel deeply. So I'm going to try to talk without crying, and I'm going to try to make my point succinct. <laughs> you guys can tell me if I made any sense or not. So I thought I was going to be like, oh my God, I'm seeing Boris Kojo. Oh my gosh, I'm like, you guys, in the second row. And I'm not talking about like a second row of a concert. I'm talking about 20 feet away from him and Nicole. Um, anyway, she may be one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen with my own eyes, second to my mama. Um, it's almost eerie how beautiful she is. But more than that, it was her spirit that just radiated from her. And what she did or what she embodied to me was a woman who was so secure in her role as woman, in her role as wife, in her role as mother. She spoke about her family with joy and without any weight attached to it and was just so obviously just happy, full of joy, like real joy. Have you guys ever seen somebody who was truly deep down happy, whose eyes smiled even when their face wasn't smiling? It was like that. And to get a little personal, one of the things that I have been personally struggling with is finding joy in all my roles. Culture has changed a lot. When I was a kid coming up in church, you know, you the be-all, end-all was to get the title wife and to become a wife. Well, I became a wife at a time when the economy was really changing. And when my mother was a stay-at-home mother, I always thought that I would be a stay-at-home mother. I adored being a mom. I just, I still do. I adored the time that I had with my children when they were small. But the economy changed and it became very apparent that I was going to also need to work just to, you know, to help support the family. And so I did. I worked what I could when I could and uh, did that and then went back to school and now work an awful lot. And... I feel like I'm always harboring some sort of resentment on some level, right? Like work wants too much for me or my family wants too much for me or nobody's asking about me and like what I want for me, right? But Nicole Ari Parker just, she's an actress. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is an entrepreneur. She has her, her headbands for protective styles and working out because hair and exercise is a big deal to us. We pay a lot to get our hair done. We pay a lot to keep it very nice. And so, you know, sweating it out is, is not something a lot of women aren't um, willing to do. But Nicole has created a headband to help with just that. And I was just looking at this woman, and she had such a peace about her. And we talked afterwards, and um, she was just as lovely as you could ever imagine. My takeaway from... Um, their talk and they talked about an app that they have coming out called CoFit and this app you guys it's free for the next 30 days it might be 29 days now because it's been a couple days but the app is CoFit that's K-O-F-I-T and um, you go through and you fill out some questions how much time do you have in the morning five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes 
you listen to a daily message and it's it's exercises and nutritional Boris Kocher's brother is a certified nutritionist and so it's all this advice about nutrition and, and little workouts that you can do and my takeaway was something Nicole said at the end because she's a praying woman she incorporates prayer with that morning workout and so you know with with the movement giving gratitude and and thanking God and just you know honoring her body for bringing its ability to not just carry her through her life but also to bear children and it was just so beautiful Mark Borges I want to say he is the health coach to Beyonce and Jay-Z and I'm sure countless others he gave a talk about green printing your life and he shared a really uh, familiar story about uh, a group of women who were working out at a gym that he had and they weren't losing any weight. And finally, he, you know, kind of chronicled with these women with their permission what they were doing and they were eating all the wrong things. Um, and he and my takeaway from that. I love that he said this. He said, um, nutrition and fitness are like work and your spending habits. You wouldn't blame your accountant for being broke. You look at your budget. You look at where your money's going. You can't blame your medical provider for being unhealthy. You have to take some accountability and look at what it is that you're doing. And I thought that was a really good takeaway. Seven out of ten Americans are obese or morbidly obese. I think we all know that. There was $4 billion in prescription medications. I'm sorry, $4 billion prescriptions last year alone written for for people. I will say there was a lot of evidence-based practice bashing, I would say. Um, And I understand our demographic and that a lot of the evidence is based off of studies conducted with white males uh, and not necessarily women or uh, people of color. And I, I understand how problematic that is. But that I really have to, you know, slide in the disclaimer, you can't, we can't have it both ways. We can't eat whatever we want, not exercise, smoke, drink, and and not sleep, and say that prescribers are just trying to get money and get some kind of uh, cut from big pharma. I'm a nurse practitioner. I prescribe medicine every single day. I've never received a check from anyone but my employer. I don't want to put anybody on medications. I would love it if nobody needed them. But because of the uh, education deficit, because of the knowledge gap, because of the difficulties that we have with access to fresh food, and I can tell you I broke down after two days in New Orleans because I needed some fresh food and I couldn't find it, you guys. I was Google mapping supermarkets. They were closed. And my daughter, who came with me, she was looking at me like I was crazy. And I was like, all I've eaten in two days is food like cornbread and catfish and bread pudding and, you know, on and on. It was delicious. Make no mistake. I'm not complaining about the food. It was delicious. But my body, I was like freaking out because I needed some fresh food. And I got up the next day after my trap yoga class, I just started walking and I walked until I found a farmer's market where I quickly (laughs) got some beet, carrot and apple juice and downed that. I got some blueberries, some peaches and, you know, just some things to eat that are fresh. But, um, I digress. We can't 
do all the things that are detrimental to our health and then be upset when someone says, you need to take this medication. We all have the ability to make lifestyle changes and nothing makes me more happy than lowering people's doses and eventually discontinuing a medication because they don't need it anymore. That makes me so happy. But at the same time, a lot of times you do need medications to support you as you're making these lifestyle changes because it is really a matter of life and death. You know, I always say, you guys, genes get too much credit. Habits are passed down too. He, Mark Borges again, he talked about that and the fact that epigenetics is like a light switch. It turns on and it turns off. You may have genes for something. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I kept saying Mark Borges. It's Marco Borges. But anyway, we have these genes and it's like a light switch that we turn on or off with our lifestyle, with our nutrition. Um so that was a really good talk. He basically said, don't eat anything that had an eye. Um, I think that's a great big jump from a lot of what we're doing. But, you know, it may be a lofty goal. For someone like me, that's a lofty goal. But I'm moving toward that goal. And I have no doubt that I'll probably be, right now I would say I'm about 80% vegan. I have no doubt that I'll eventually not crave fishes so much. <laughs> um the next talk was called If These Lips Could Talk. Dr. Every Woman, Ruby Love, and Beatrice from Honeypot were giving that talk. It was so good. They were we were basically talking about our periods and different different items that we can use. Uh, Ruby Love creates clothing um, that absorbs menses, uh, initially created for teens and tweens. Um, she talked about kids going to camp and not being able to swim. And, you know, these young girls deserve to have a childhood and menstruation shouldn't keep them uh, from having a childhood. So I really loved her products that you throw them in the wash like anything else. That was Ruby Love. I bought some of her products <laughs> at the convention center because lucky me, guess what time it was. So I went to the restroom and I was, you know, going to do the lady swap, the lady change out. And I was like, well, let me go ahead and try this. So I tried the panty liner and I, you know, got, you know, finished, whatever, washed my hands. I'm walking out and whoo, there was a sensation that I had not been forewarned from. And I'm not going to say it was bad. <laughs> so um, my, my daughter was laughing at me because I was like, we need to go right back over there. And I had to just kind of tease her and say, yeah, you need to tell people what, what they're about to be feeling when they use that product. And we shared a good laugh. She shared a really cool story about how she got into this business, a dream she had where an ancestor gave her the recipe for products. And in that class, a young woman who had been using them uh, testified that her periods had gotten much lighter. Her PMS had gotten, you know, had gone down um, quite a bit. Uh, they have CBD and magnesium balms, uh, cramping balm. I learned in that class, you guys, that tobacco, cotton, and coffee are the heaviest sprayed, like chemically sprayed products 
that we use. So bear with me as I try to wean myself off coffee. I've tried this multiple times before to no avail, but I do want to be healthy. Somebody in that talk, I, my note, this, gosh, I didn't put in my notes who said that. And there was three women. You are what you ate, ate. And that was a good takeaway. They also were supporters of menstrual cups, which I personally love. And then, oh my gosh, Dr. Wendy Goodall. So many names to remember. She was so sweet, you guys. Let me find Dr. Dr. Every Woman is Dr. Wendy Goodall McDonald. She is an OBGYN. I actually posed a question to her about fibroids. And basically, they're the bane of our existence as women. And we just have to do the best we can with our diet and movement. And they suck. So there. Melanie Fiona came and did a vocal release session with Crystal, a crystal bowl. We had such an amazing time. There was lots of crying in that room. Um, it, I don't even know where to even go with it, but this is Melanie Fiona. I was all in my feels in that class. I think I posted a video on my, let me see if I put it on my Instagram, which I know y'all know is at DinaNP. Yes, um, there is a video I posted yesterday. And again, I didn't even put no caption there. I just said vocal release with Melanie Fiona. The sound you'll hear is the crystal bowl and the women in the room humming. And we were just letting it out. Okay, next up was healing yourself with medical marijuana. Dr. Lynn, who is an ER doc, and oh my gosh, so beautiful. She was so sweet. She commented. <laughs> she said, money shot. <laughs> I got a really cute picture of her because I was sitting all the way up in the front, y'all. She talked about CBD and medical marijuana. And I've got to run through these a little quicker than maybe I wanted because I'm way over time and I want to respect you all's time. But she went through with us the process for getting a medical marijuana card, a comprehensive medical evaluation. Um, you would have to have a qualifying condition, chronic pain, seizures, cancer, and more. She said something that was very important for me to hear, that Coumadin interacts with CBD. Um, Coumadin is a medication I prescribe often for patients with mechanical heart valves and atrial fibrillation. And I did not know that, so that was a great big takeaway for me, for me rather. But you have to start with a certified physician from the registry. So another thing that I didn't know and I learned in her class, that there is an actual registry for physicians who are certified to prescribe medical marijuana. Um, she says it's not an easy process, but it's worth it. Okay, she said start low and go slow. She talked about microdosing, using the minimum amount of product to achieve max relief. And she said dispensary, dispensaries are in specific zones and to utilize delivery messages, uh, di different delivery methods like mail order or, or ordering online. She spoke about dispensaries being in specific zones and to utilize uh, other delivery methods if you can't get to a dispensary. She talked about medical marijuana and CBD and THC 
relieving stress and anxiety, improving stamina for working out. She said dose one hour before a workout or four hours after. She talked about libido enhancements, decreased inhibitions, better orgasms. She talked about, um, well, actually, hello, your girl was right up front, y'all, asking all the questions that I feel you all want to know. I live in a state where recreational marijuana is legal, and I get patients all the time that tell me they smoke marijuana, and I tell them, don't smoke. Smoking is bad. I don't care if you're vaping. I don't care if it's a cigarette. I don't care if it's marijuana. There's no filter. It's going straight to your lungs. And so I always say to patients, maybe try a different delivery method. There are suppositories. There are tinctures that you can drop under your tongue. There are tablets, mints. There's creams. You know, your skin is an organ. And we absorb what we put on our skin, side note. So she, I asked her, um, because then my patients will come back and they'll say, listen, I tried to not smoke marijuana. I tried an edible and I want to fight you right now. And I have to talk them off the ledge and say, I'm very sorry about that. I can't, you know, I can't um, encourage marijuana use. I'm not a certified prescriber of medical marijuana, um, but I do not want my patients smoking. So she said, if you use a tincture under the tongue, it should work within, or you should begin to feel effects within 90 seconds. And if it's a pill or a, a PO route, taking it by mouth, um, 30 to 60 minutes, depending on how much food is in your stomach. That was Ask Dr. Lynn, such a sweet, gorgeous, smart lady. I really liked the way she did her talk. She was so organized. She was so smooth. She hit all her points. She answered questions. She was amazing. And the last one that I saw before I had to run to the airport to catch my plane was a talk um, called Silence the Shame. This was with Shanti Das and Adrian, Dr. Adrian Barry. And they, this was so cool. So Shanti Das is in, she has a platform, Silence the Shame. She talked about losing her father to suicide and never talking about it or processing it. And more recent losses that she's had. And my girl brought her therapist with her to have this discussion. And I felt that was so important because a lot of times we think we're ready to tell our story. And when you begin to tell your story, there's recall, there's emotions, there's it, it's tough. And so at times when she wasn't able to speak, her therapist was able to uh, step in and speak and encourage her and, and, and console. It was just beautiful. My takeaway from that class was soul. It was a soul talk. And that soul can be an acronym for self-observance using love. Not beating ourselves up because of who we are, about our thoughts or our actions, but observing using love and loving ourselves first and above, above all of the criticism that we're so, so conditioned to give ourselves. She also talked about getting out into nature and how healing that is. And she asked us a question. She said, do y'all know the first law of nature? None of us did because you know culturally <laughs> there are some things that we haven't taken advantage of. I think because for me at least because I live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. But I have access but I don't have acceptance. 
I didn't grow up camping. I've never been camping. I didn't grow up, you know, skiing and hiking and doing all of those things. So I don't have the knowledge to do them safely. And I don't know how to get it because I haven't found a space yet. But there are some online communities that are pursuing that. I just, I live in an area uh, where, where things culturally significant and culturally um, sensitive things are very hard to come by. I'll be on the lookout for that. The first law of nature is self-preservation. We will continue on in our wellness series. Um, I have guests, I promise I keep saying that, I have some great guests lined up. Y'all are probably like, girl, who do you have? Just wait and see. I will be back next week and I will be bringing you a guest. So stay tuned as we talk more about wellness. Um, Thank you for listening to me ramble for so long and I will talk with you soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Purple Stethoscope. I'm your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at D, the NP. That's at symbol D like Devin, the NP, like nurse practitioner. If you like what you've heard today, go ahead and share the episode, or even better yet, rate and review. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.